You can't be a Christian. You can't be spiritual without being a Christian. But you can be a Christian and not be spiritual. He says, if you're spiritual, here's what you'll do. Restore him. If a man's overtaken in a fault. In other words, that means he tripped up. He didn't, he did, he didn't set out to do what he was gonna what he did. It came upon him. That's what that means. He was overtaken. Right? And it says, if you're spiritual, what will you do? Restore him. Is that right? So what is the first evidence of spirituality? Love. Not tongues, not prophecy. Not preaching ability, walking in love. That's the first evidence of being spiritual. I'm not talking on walking in love tonight. You you can all breathe. Right? But you who are spiritual, why all Christians are not spiritual? Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 3. Once we get going in this message, it'll, it'll, it'll fly by. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1. I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even babes in Christ. Wait a minute. Am I, am I reading this right? Is this 1 Corinthians? Is this that church that they had so many signs and so much gifts of the Spirit that they were having trouble getting through the service because everybody was prophesying? Is that right? And yet Paul said, I couldn't speak unto you as spiritual people. I have to deal with you like carnal people. As babes in Christ. Wow. Tell your neighbor, say, I don't want to be carnal. Tell them, say, I don't want to be a baby. I want to grow up. Amen. Let let me say this. Paying attention to the things of the Spirit will change your marriage. Giving attention to the things of the Spirit will change your relationships. Because when you start giving attention to the things of the Spirit, you give less attention to yourself. Amen. Amen. You know, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And when you're spiritual, you just think of you less. Because notice what Paul said. Notice, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. Why? Because before now, you weren't able to bear it. Able to bear what? The meat. Neither yet now are you able. Well, why, Paul? Because you're carnal. And say, you're carnal. He said, you're carnal. How does he know they're carnal? There is among you envy and strife and divisions. Are you not carnal and walk as men? One translation says mere unchanged men. Now, here's the reason I'm reading all this. All Christians are not spiritual. He said, writing to Christians, I couldn't speak to you like spiritual people. There are people I get around them and 50 50 seconds... In being around them. I can tell you whether they're spiritual or not. And there's things you just can't talk to them about. When, when, you understand what I'm saying? That there are people that you get around and they're just not spiritual. They don't understand the, the, the spiritual things of God. 
Are they Christians? Yeah, but they're not spiritual. They're carnal. They don't give attention to the things of the Spirit. And because they don't give attention to the things of the Spirit, they're not spiritual. Hallelujah. So if I'm going to know the leading with a certainty, I have to understand you can't be certain if you're not paying attention to the things of the Spirit. Let's, let's, look, let's start here in Acts chapter 8. Oh, hallelujah. Acts is Holy Ghost central. Acts 8 and verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake to Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south, unto the way that goes from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Now, we're going to read some more verses, but the first thing we see here is there's spiritual activity going on. All right? He's just left this great meeting in Samaria, and now he's out here on the road that the Spirit told him to go to, and notice the angel of the Lord spoke unto him. We got spiritual activity going on. Philip's paying attention. Amen? Verse 29. Notice. Then... The Spirit said to him, the Spirit said to Philip, go near and join yourself to this chariot. The Spirit said, in the atmosphere of spiritual activity, the Spirit said, because his attention was on spiritual things. Amen. That's why when we come to church, I need to spend that time coming to church I need to spend that time coming to church shutting down my mind, shutting down all the things I've been thinking about all day. When I'm coming to church on Wednesday, and you should come to church on Wednesday. I I don't understand that. Folk laying out on midweek service, I don't get that. Of course, I'm a pastor, so what do I know? But the point is, when you're coming to church, you're shutting down your mind. Because I'm going to receive something. I'm not coming in church thinking about all my problems. Thinking about all the issues I got to deal with. I am shifting my focus and giving my attention to the things of the Spirit. There's something that God wants me to hear. And I'm not going to make the Holy Spirit try to filter through all of the things that I think are important to get to me what's really important. And that's why you can sit beside somebody and what the pastor says just impacts your life and changes it and they're sitting there going, like, what's the big deal? Because they were thinking about going to Freddy's after church or a chili dog or something else that they had to do and they were not giving any attention to the things of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Every time a man or a woman of God stands behind this this holy place. God's saying something. And I need to open my ears and say, I'm going to pay attention to what you're saying. Because this is where the Spirit speaks to the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, we train them up right around here. Aubrey used to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Am I making sense? And that's why you see wishy-washy Christians. Because they don't pay attention to the things of the Spirit. They just kind of coast along and do Christian things. But they don't pay attention to the things of the Spirit. There are people that will actually tell you that it's not that important that you come to church. That pastors and churches, they're only concerned about getting, getting people in, in the church. And, and we're all the church. The church is the people. It's not a building. That's right, spiritual man. But the Bible says that you need to assemble yourself together. If you're so spiritual that you don't need to come to church, you've shown two things. Your ignorance of the New Testament and your lack of spirituality. I got to focus on the things of the Spirit. Don't, don't listen to people that will tell you you don't need to go where God changed your life. Don't listen to people that will tell you that you don't need to go where God healed you. Or where God blessed you. Where God put your marriage back together. Where God fixed your... Give attention to the things of the Spirit. What did the Spirit say? Does, does that make sense? Hallelujah. There are people that come and do their Christian duty on Sunday morning. And they check it off their list. I went to church on Sunday morning. And then they go home and live carnal. I'm, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying that they don't pay any attention to the things of the Spirit. F.F. Bosworth said in his book, Christ the Healer, he said, more Christians lose their healing over a counterattack from the devil than any other thing. What does that mean? you got to stay spiritual. And he also said, most Christians feed their bodies three hot meals a day and feed their spirit one cold snack a week. i got to focus on the things of the spirit. Amen. Remember what the book of Psalm 119 says? It says, wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? By paying attention to the things of God. Oh, hallelujah. So the Spirit said, how many want the Spirit to say things? Then my attention has to be on Him. My attention has to be on the Spirit. Look here at Acts chapter 10. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Acts chapter 10 verse 9. On the morrow as they went on their journey and drew nigh to the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray. Everybody help me say that. He went up on the housetop to pray. He went up there to what? Pray. He went up there to pray. Now why is this important? Attention to spiritual things. He's going up to pray. He's about to engage himself in spiritual activity. It's important. Amen. Hallelujah. I've, I've, had, I've heard people talk about things like, they call it like breath prayers. You know, that you don't really have to find a place to get alone with God. That you can, you can have a breath prayer. In other words, here's a breath prayer. They gave an example. Here's a breath prayer. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Why do that after a piece of pie? <laughs> right? You did that after Thanksgiving, didn't you? Woo, 
thank you, Jesus. You're thanking him for the food and thanking him, hoping that you don't die. Because you, right? Right? Well, that, that's not a prayer. Prayer is communication with God. So Peter is going up on the housetop to communicate with God. Spiritual activity. Amen. Spiritual people pray. Praying doesn't make you spiritual. Spiritual people study. Study doesn't make you spiritual. You can know the Bible from cover to cover. You can know the Bible from Job to Malachi. Right? <laughs> the Psalms. All of it. Pastor Mark and Angela here. You remember Brother Husto from South Texas? He said, when I first got born again, I came to my pastor. He didn't know anything. got saved out of the world. And he said, I told my pastor, I said, what does this say right here in the book of Psalms? He said, the pastor went, there's no book of Psalms. He said, yes, it is. It's right here. P-S-A-L-M-S, Psalms. Amen. Like Mac Gober, he went to church that night. Mac was a good friend of ours. He went to church that night. You know, Mac was saved out of a biker lifestyle. And he went to church that night. And that evangelist was just preaching against fornicators. Them fornicators. Them fornicators are going to hell. Oh, and he said, I was sitting back there thinking, them fornicators are bad people. Well, he's living with a girl. He's saved, but he's living with a girl. He's the fornicator. Well, he thought he was talking about gladiators. And he went up and he said, boy, that's a good message. He said, boy, them fornicators are bad people. And he said, yeah, yeah, you know, God doesn't like that. And he said, well, what is a fornicator? And he told him, it's somebody, you know, it's living with somebody, having sex and, and, and not married. And he goes, And he went home, opened the door, and the girl was there, and he said, you out of here, mama. We're fornicating. We're going to go to hell. I, now, I say that because, right? Now, now, I say that. He didn't know what the word meant. Watch. But he wanted to be spiritual. He was giving attention to spiritual things. When, you, when you're giving attention to spiritual things... And you see something in the Word that kind of, it hits you. You go, okay. Because I'm giving attention to spiritual things. I remember the day that I was going through those verses that we talked about carnality. And, and when I saw your carnal, I saw my picture. I know you've never done that. I'm glad. Because I don't want to be carnal. Right? So Peter's going up on the roof to pray spiritual activity. Notice verse 19. Well, now he saw the vision, remember? While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said to him. Everybody say, the Spirit said to him. Oh, hallelujah. And he said, three men seek you. Go with them doubting nothing. Is that right? In the atmosphere of spiritual activity, the Spirit said. He's giving attention to spiritual things. 
I've made this statement a lot over the years. But the Holy Spirit is a quiet gentleman. He's, he's not going to make you listen to Him. I hear people say, God made me do such and such. And the only thing I can think of is they're lying. Because God's never made anybody do anything. The Holy Spirit has never made anybody do anything. When you got born again, God didn't tell you you didn't have a choice. You did have a choice. That's the whole reason He could deal with you. And you had to make the decision. But my, my, my point that I want you to see is he's giving himself to spiritual activity. He's focusing on spiritual things, and the Spirit could say to him. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will hear from the Father and tell you what he hears about you, about your circumstance. How does that make you feel that you have an insider in the throne room that is hearing what the Father says and wants to tell you. If I'll just give attention to spiritual things. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. So, more attention given to the things of the Spirit will result in greater activity of the Spirit. Look at Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 and verse 1. About that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So it pleased the Jews. He proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. When he'd apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer, everybody say, but prayer, prayer. was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So they got a bad circumstance in the natural, and they're giving their attention to spiritual things. Amen. The enemy wants you focused on what's going on in the natural because there's no power in what's going on in the natural. That's why he wants you focused on your problem because there's no power in the problem. When you get over, see, when you get over and you start engaging in spiritual activity, the answer shows up, ever what it may be. Right? That, that's, that's why if you're facing a problem, one of the best things you can do is just shout and glorify God and praise God and glorify God and dance and spin. Why? Because you can't fix it in the natural. Amen. I need to engage in some spiritual activity. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And notice here, verse 7, mm-hmm. the angel of the Lord came on him. Peter, and a light shined in the prison. He smote Peter on the side and said, Get up quickly. His chains fell off. The angel said, Gird yourself. Bind on your sandals. So he did. And he said, Cast your garment about you and follow me. And he went out and followed him and did not know it was true, which was done by the angel. He thought he saw a vision. Hallelujah. 
The angel delivered him. Verse 11, when Peter was coming to himself, he said, Now I know the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many people were gathered together praying. Amen. Spiritual activity as the result of giving attention to spiritual things. They're praying, and the angel shows up. They're praying, and the angel delivers Peter. Giving attention to spiritual things. When the attention of the church is on spiritual things, spiritual activity will be the norm. When the attention of the church is on spiritual things. Amen. Amen. When, when I was growing up in the church, we saw a lot of spiritual activity. Amen. Because our attention was on spiritual things. Our attention was on spiritual things. Amen. We prayed. We fasted. Amen. That's why the, the first week of the year, we're, we're, we're having that week-long fast and prayer meetings every day from 11 to noon. Why? Because there's things we want to move into in this coming up year. Now, it doesn't matter what you fast. You might fast coffee. You might fast sweets. You might fast all your food. But the point is, it's not what you fast. It's that you're saying, God, I'm setting this aside because this spiritual activity is more important to me than this. Amen. And if I, can't, if I can't get to the church and pray from uh, 11 to noon or give an hour, maybe I can take my lunch hour. Maybe I can take one of my breaks and pray and seek the Lord and move into what God... See, it's spiritual activity. Amen. Amen. Do you see that? I mean, we had all-night prayer meetings. I remember those days, all-night prayer meetings. We, we had something, now, now most of y'all don't know anything about this. We had something called shut-ins. We'd come shut-in. Show up on Saturday morning and shut-in till Saturday night. Leave Saturday night and go home, take a shower, and, and, and get in bed and come back to church Sunday morning. Amen. I'm not saying we need to do that. I'm saying our focus was on spiritual things. And people got saved, and people got healed, and people got filled with the Holy Ghost, and people got delivered. Amen. And it wasn't because we had the trendiest sanctuary. It wasn't because our pastor was up there in tight jeans and a tight shirt. We didn't draw, we didn't draw people because we were trendy. We drew people because they knew if they came to church, something would change. And it was spiritual people. When's the last time you went to a church and they closed the service out with everybody coming around the altar and praying? Can't do that. Sanctuaries are so dark now. Everybody trip trying to get up there. Got to wade through the smoke. Now people say that's old-fashioned. Hmm. 
So what the Bible says do is now old-fashioned. A person's trendiness does not trump what the Scripture says. Right? Amen. I've told people for years, if you pray, you and I will counsel a lot less. If you pray. If you don't pray, we'll talk a lot. Because you'll have, you'll have need of answers. Amen. But, but, but when you pray, what, what if the church did that? You know, I mean, you know, it's 723 right now, and, and we're not going to be here much longer. But just what if on a regular basis we, we took the last 10 minutes of every service and said, let's everybody just come around the front and pray. Well, what would I pray about? Well, what do you mean? Prayer is talking to God. If you want to pray long, just learn how to talk to God. Most people feel like they can't pray very long because they're trying to supplicate that whole time. You just don't need that much. You got to learn to talk to God. I talk to God about my day. I talk to God about what I'm planning to do. I ask Him, do you want me to do that or do you not want me to do that? Amen. I talk to God about what I want to do for my family, what I want to do for the churches. My point is, I'm trying to give myself to spiritual activity. And then I get spiritual activity back in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Do you see that? We waited on the Lord. We waited on the Lord. There there are things that you... Listen, if you want a good meal, I promise you, you're not going to Taco Bell. Well, I think it's good. Well, it's not. I mean, if you want a good meal, you're not going to Taco Bell. Well, why? I'll tell you why. Because they serve it too quick. Good food requires effort. Amen. You know, I do a lot of cooking, most of the cooking in our home. And I make my seven bean chili. And, uh, you know, that takes me some time. But it's got to marinate. You know, you can't, you don't just put garlic and chili powder and onion powder and you don't just put all the spices in there and then five minutes later serve it. Man, you let it get rich and bubbling. Right? Why? Because it's going to be good. And it took two hours. Now, you can go down to Wendy's and get some chili. Take about two minutes. And you're going to pay for it. (laughs) Glory to God. Something inside of you will be saying, go ahead. (laughs) Right? But if you're willing to wait. I say, if you're willing to wait, you'll get something. You know, there's times you just need to go into your place of prayer And you just, however you pray, walk, sit, kneel, however you do it, you just need to get in your posture of prayer and wait on God. 
Just wait on God. Don't, don't just run in there and tell God everything you need. And okay, I'm done praying. You haven't prayed. You've told God what you need. If, if I come to Jeremy and I go, all right, I need this from you and I need that from you and I need this from you and I thank you for it. See ya. I haven't had a conversation with him. I just told him what I need. And he's sitting there going, okay. We waited on the Lord. We gave our attention to spiritual things. You didn't see lattes in our church. Because we weren't there for lattes. We were there for the moving of the Spirit. And I'm going to be very careful with this. (laughs) And we didn't have to have slides and light shows and games for our kids either. The power of God kept them coming back. I'm not against that. I do that. But what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is even, even that, we can start substituting. We can start, we can start substituting something to try to be the main draw, and the Holy Spirit is the main draw. I'm not saying, telling you to quit puppets. I'm not telling you to quit games. That's not what I'm telling you to do. Don't, don't you dare do that. I'll fire you. But the point is, the, 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 the point is, hallelujah. You, right there behind that camera. Hallelujah. But what, what I'm trying to say is we never want to think that's why. It's the spiritual activity. It's the giving attention to spiritual things. See, we can't be spiritually sensitive if we don't give ourselves to spiritual things. I want to say something. Balance has been overstated. And here's what I mean. You'll hear people say, well, you got to have a balance now. you got to have a balance of natural life and spiritual life. Well, I understand what they're trying to say. But that's been overstated. And I've heard people say, well, you don't want to be so heavenly minded. You're no earthly good. Yeah, but you don't want to be so earthly minded. You're no heavenly good. Balance. Well, what is balance? If I know that one thing is more important than something else, where does the scale tip in favor of? That thing. Think about it. If you're married, who's more important that you spend time with? Your buddy or your wife? Better be. Or I'll fire you. (laughs) Your wife might fire you. You're fired. Everybody's like, baby, you won't fire me, will you? Right? Well, now think about that. Are both relationships important? Yes. Which one's more important? My spouse. Amen. Right? Balance has been overstated. I even saw an article one time. They were introducing a new pastor of a church, large church. said the church, you'd know it. But, uh, and, and, and they were talking about, you know, what he was going to do with the church. And then it made this statement. It said, and, and he's always wanted to be well-rounded. 
Well, I thought, that's interesting, well-rounded. What does that mean? And uh, it said, he's always wanted to be well-rounded. He's an avid gamer. Talking about the pastor. And he finds that the Xbox is the best gaming system. And his favorite game is, and they named the game. Now, I don't have a problem if you got a gaming system. I had a gaming system when my kids were at home. And I played it. But here's the point. What's that got to do with being a pastor? How does that make me more well-rounded? That I'm going to spend two or three hours a day playing Call of Duty. Amen. You don't want me coming to preach to you on Sunday morning, having played video games all night Saturday night. You want to know why last year, the year before, we saw so much failure in ministry? Because we have a generation of ministers that don't know how to give attention to spiritual things. Amen. And then they've been raised on, they've been raised on this pudding and baby food. Now all you got to do is get all the trends right and wear the right sneakers. Right? And you'll draw a crowd and you'll have a successful church. Can't keep yourself out of sin. But you have a big church. I'd rather have the church I the churches I have with folk that know how to live right and how to give attention to spiritual things. It's more important to me that you know I live what I preach and I preach what I live than it is for me to be trendy than it is for me, right? Giving attention to spiritual things. Now, a tie is not more spiritual than an open shirt. It's the person in the outfit. You can be spiritual wearing jeans. Amen. So that's not the point. Balance has been overstated. Well, brother, you know you need you need some balance, and and you can't you can't you can't be seeking God all the time. No, you can't. You're exactly right. But but here's the thing. Now I'm going to look at this on both sides of the coin. So bear with me. But 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 you can't constantly be giving yourself to carnality, calling it balance. I'm not paying attention to spiritual things. Amen. Amen. Well, does that mean I can't watch TV? Nothing wrong with watching TV. Right? Amen. You know what you should watch and not watch. Amen. And people will say, well, but, but you know, you know uh, 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 I believe God understands about this. If I want to give my attention to spiritual things, I will not begin to delude myself and believe that God is okay with certain things. Because He's not. 
Now, right on the other hand, there are people that get so spiritual, they won't have relationships. I've known women before that got so spiritual, they wouldn't have sex with their husbands. Got to give myself to the Lord. Well, the Bible says that you can give yourself to the Lord for a time, but then be sure and come back together with your man so that you don't give the devil an open door into your life. You understand? Well, I'm just holy. I'm set apart for the Lord. Now, the Bible says you and your husband are one. And it says that the wife doesn't have power over her body, but the husband and the husband doesn't have power over his body, but the wife. Amen. So that means I can never be so spiritual that I don't have time for my wife. When, when I'm setting myself aside to fast or to, to seek God for a period of time, I always talk to my wife and I say, this is when the Lord has dealt with me to, to fast and, and I'm submitting that to you because that means that I'm going to spend less time with you and the family because I've got to spend more time with God. Right? And that means I'm, then I'm going to spend less time with everybody because if I'm pulling away from my wife... I'm not going to pull away from my wife and go spend all my time with you. That's that time set aside for God. I'm giving my attention to spiritual things. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Look at Acts 13. I'm almost done. Are you helped? This is so important. Then you're not up and down spiritually because I'm constantly giving my attention to the things of the Spirit. That's so important. You know, that's why we, you know, we, we, we talk about husbands and wives praying together. And, 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 and Pastor Michelle and I always had a problem with that because we pray so different. I walk and pray. I'll distract her if I pray with her. Now, there are things we pray about. There are things we come together and pray together about. But our prayer time, by and large, is alone. Now, if you don't pray that way, that's up to you. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But, but my point is, when both parties are giving themselves to the things of the Spirit, everything changes. I've talked to men before, and they say, I just don't understand the problem. I say, you don't pray. You don't pray. you got to give yourself to the things of the Spirit. You might, you might have to set your opportunity clock an hour early and get out of bed and go pray. Well, what if I fall asleep? At least you fell asleep praying. Amen. Don't let your opportunity clock go off and your feet hit the floor and you're in a rush to get to your job and you've not given any attention to spiritual things. Amen. Amen. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about your day. There are things you'll avoid. There are things that you can walk into. Amen. You make that appointment with God and you don't miss it. Larnell Harris sang a song years ago called, I Miss My Time With You. Amen. 
It was God singing. I miss my time with you. Those special moments that we shared together, just me and you. That's what God wants. Amen. 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 Acts 13, 1. They were in the church. It was in Antioch. And it, 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 it certain prophets and teachers. Starts with Barnabas names. Five in with Saul. As they ministered to the Lord. Notice. As they ministered to the Lord. And fasted. The Holy Ghost said. So here again. We've got attention given to spiritual things. And the Holy Ghost speaking. What were they doing? Ministering to the Lord, waiting on the Lord, praying, fasting. Amen. Spiritual disciplines. There there, there was a man uh, one time that wrote a book called A Celebration of Discipline. Richard Foster was his name. And and he wrote this book back in in the late 70s. And it was all about, the. he's a Quaker. And it was all about the disciplines of the Christian life that people have abandoned. The discipline of prayer, the discipline of study, the discipline of meditation, the discipline of fasting. And in 1978, he said, is it any wonder that we see such powerlessness in the church when when people are not, not occupying and not operating in these disciplines? Amen. You understand that? Whatever you do to give attention to the things of the Spirit, you get back multiplied. Amen. When you say, okay, Lord, I'm not going to eat lunch today. And I'm going to take that time that I would normally eat lunch. And I am going to seek you. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to study. You get that back multiplied. When uh, Pastor Michelle and I were, uh, we were assistant pastors at a church in uh, Kansas City, Kansas, Calvary Chapel over there, Pastor Ethel Buckaloo. And uh, uh, the Lord began to deal with me and talk to me that there was a change coming in our ministry. And the only thing I knew to do was just give myself to fasting and prayer about it. Because that, that, that's the answer. And I made a decision to fast a certain period of time. Well, I'm working a... Uh, a job in, in corporate America. I'm working at Blue Cross Blue Shield. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't just call my boss and say, hey, I'm fasting ever how long I won't be in. Right? We had a gray minivan at the time, uh, and, and I took the back seat out of that minivan, and I made the decision. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fasting, so I'm going to spend my breaks and mainly my lunch hour, my lunch hour praying. I can park in the parking lot, and I can go down and pray in my van. See, I need to hear something. I need to make the right decision. Because there's people that you know, maybe even you, there's something right here, and it's like, I need to move into something. Right? Well, if I, if I keep thinking I need to move into that, but I just sit down with that sensation and watch the Chiefs game, I'm going to lose it. See, there's nothing wrong with watching the Chiefs game, but it's not a spiritual activity. I mean, uh, I mean, we, we, right? It's almost speaking in tongues. Almost. Unless you're 
Packers fan or a Raiders fan, then you want to cuss. That's almost sin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Help them, Lord. We'll be spiritual for that team. Right? <clears throat> you, you understand? Here's, here's the point. It was in those moments that God started speaking. And He told me, He told me how long to stay there. He told me when to give my two weeks notice at that church that we were a part of. Amen. He told me. He told me right here. I just finished that fast when I ministered here on a Wednesday night. And the Lord spoke to me standing about this spot in this church. And He said, I want you to make yourself available to pastor this church. I didn't even know they needed a pastor. It was after church that night that the pastor told me he was going to resign. But I heard before that I needed to pastor this church. See, I'm seeking the plan of God for my life. I'm not just, I'm not just, I want to do something for God. What do you want me to do for you? And then you give yourself to that spiritual activity. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. And, and that's how the Lord could lead me. And when I gave my two weeks notice, the pastor wasn't too happy with me. But I see, I'd heard from God. And, and, I, and I left, and, and like two days later, a man asked me, would you come preach at my church? Well, before that, I had preached here and made myself available to pastor the church. So the board is thinking about it. Amen. Well, the guy says, would you come preach at my church for a week? I said, sure. And I'm over there preaching. And after the first week, he said, will you preach a second week? I said, yeah. After the second week, he said, would you preach a third week? I said, yeah. So I, I gave my two weeks notice at the church. I was, I was not preaching for about two days. Then I preached three weeks straight. And then on a Wednesday night, it was raining heavily. Pastor Marie called me at my house at 7548 Corona Street, Kansas City, Kansas, right over off 78th and State, and said, the board has met, and we would like you to be our pastor. I had come out and visited with them, and the Lord had told me everything to tell them. I was in the middle of that fast. And on the way out here, the Lord said, at the end of the meeting, they're going to ask you why they should make you the pastor of this church. And he said, here's your response. You tell them, if you make me the pastor, you'll be in the will of God. And if you don't, you won't. Amen. You were there. Is that what I said? You asked the question. Amen. The other past man came in that was try trying out. And they asked him the same question. He said, well, if you make me the pastor, great. If you don't, I'll just go somewhere else. See, he didn't want him. Because he didn't know where he was supposed to be. He just wanted a job. I wanted a calling. I wanted what God wanted for me. Does that make sense? The Holy Spirit said. And, and, and that's a pattern. Now, I got to be careful because I got to close first of all. And I got to be careful. I, you don't want to just pick up a pattern from somebody. But that's a pattern for me is I'm going to give myself to those times of fasting and prayer. And, 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 and it doesn't have to be a lengthy fast like maybe that one was. Maybe a day, maybe two days, maybe three days, whatever the case may be. 
Well, pastor, I have to work. Well, can you fast sweets? Can you fast TV? What What can you put aside to say, I'm paying attention to these spiritual things? Amen. When, when There are times I'll tell my wife, I'll, I'm seeking the Lord about something, and I'll say, no, honey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking you if this is okay with you because I'm, I'm seeking the Lord about some stuff. So after we put Lily to bed at, at night, Liliana to bed, and, and we're ready to go to bed, I'm going to go in my study and do some extra praying about this. What, why am I doing that? I want her agreement. Right? I'm, I'm giving myself to the things of the Spirit. See, the things of the Spirit never cause a problem in your home when you don't do them carnally. Amen. Amen. When I'm fasting, I still cook for my family. Because they need me to cook. I still play with the kids. I still do what? Why? Because I'm still dad. But when everybody's in bed, I don't have to sleep. My wife will sleep fine without me. You understand? And then if it's two hours, three hours, four hours, however much you get, then you're getting up at the same time because you're not letting the things of God, you're not getting carnal about it and making an excuse for not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're giving your attention to the things of God. Hallelujah. Now, I'll end with this. So they were giving themselves to spiritual activity. We often quote the verse in Acts chapter 4, that when they, they came back after facing adversity, their response to adversity was to give their attention to spiritual things. They prayed. Your response to adversity is give your attention to spiritual things. Amen. Hallelujah. When something's going wrong in your family, give your attention to spiritual things. Don't sit up all night racking your brain trying to figure out how you can fix it. You can't. You broke it. You got to give your attention to spiritual things. The Holy Spirit can help me fix this. Right? And that usually starts with, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. But I know you'll help me. Isn't that right? Well, there's something that's not moving. Well, don't sit around and talk about how it's not moving. Give your attention to spiritual things. Start rejoicing. Start magnifying the Lord. Amen. Pastor Michelle and I have a situation right now. Only thing we can do, we've declared what the Word of God says. The only thing we can do now is rejoice and praise God and glorify God for the answer. Why? We've done what God told us to do. You you, want to remain spiritual. And notice, it says the result of their giving attention to spiritual activity was the place where they were assembled was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I mean, folks, I'm going to close with this. We think we've had some good services. But the place has never been shaken. 
I mean, come close. Right? I don't know what that entails, but here's what I know. There was a massive thrust of the Holy Spirit here. Moving into 2023, the things that God wants us to see, they're going to come easier to spiritual people. People that are giving their attention to the things of the Spirit. Now, I don't know how that looks for you. I know how it looks for me. I don't know how it looks for you. But here's what I know. If we abandon what has worked so well and so successfully for every generation of the church since the upper room, we're going to miss something. I say we're going to miss something. There's no substitute. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 6. The apostles were setting some things in order. And here's what Peter said. He said, we're going to put you over this business and we're going to give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. When I read that, the Lord said, that's all you got to do. You got to give yourself to the ministry of the word and prayer. And then I was reading some notes from my pastor from 1982. 1982. And the Lord told him the exact same thing. All you got to do is give yourself to the ministry of the word and prayer. Amen. If, you, if you will give yourself to that, ever what it may be, I'm not going out the door in the morning till I give some focus to spiritual things. I'm not laying my head on my pillow at night if I've not given attention to spiritual things. It's, it's not a legalism. It's not a, 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 a list of do's and don'ts. It's we don't want to be carnal, and in order not to be carnal, we have to be spiritual. And to be spiritual, we have to do spiritual things. Amen. Hallelujah. Do, 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 Do you see that? And so, as we're moving into these things that God wants us to move into, that's going to be the focus. And you'll never, you'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. Just never will. Be, because you're constantly just giving attention to spiritual things. Amen. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? Father, as we're standing here tonight, just standing in your presence. Lord, every situation, every circumstance, everything that people want to move into, obviously we're not aware of it. But Father, we are aware of this, that as we give our attention to you, your attention is focused on us. Help us to give our attention to the things of the Spirit. Lord, help us to find that balance that pleases you. Because we have the everyday activities of our life, Lord. We have our job. We have our families. We have responsibilities to our spouses. And it's not a spiritual person that circumvents those responsibilities. Spiritual people pay attention to those things. Father, help us to find and strike that balance 
where we're giving our attention to the things that are spiritual so that we can be the men and the women that you've called us to be. So that the call of God on our life would function in its fullest capacity. And that we would flow in a full measure of the power of God. These things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you know, if you're here tonight, you say, well, you know, I see where I could give my attention to some things on a greater measure. Well, the first thing, just don't get condemned. Just make a promise to God. And don't promise God something that you know you can't keep. Instead of promising Him to give Him two hours extra a day, how about ten minutes? Yeah, Lord, I'll say that. The Lord said, you'd be surprised what I can do in ten minutes. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Because this season of change is coming for the spiritual people. And you're going to see it. As you give your time and your effort into the things that I've asked, you're going to see sudden change and improvement. It will occur in your life. Oh, hallelujah. There are those in this room that will minister under a greater flow and a greater anointing and a more powerful station in the office that you're called to just simply by giving a little more attention to what I've asked you to do. What you desire to happen will happen by just giving a little more attention to the things that I've asked you to do. And you'll find the joy, and you'll find the peace, and you'll find, you'll find the significance, you'll find the contentment that you look for because it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not what people see. It's what you do. Be spiritual. And you will be spiritual. Father, we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. You're such a good father. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. God's good. Amen.